Hello there, you are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today, from across the pond, you, you wait, Spencer, you wait your damn turn. From across the pond, uh, we have Ash from the Ear Read This Podcast joining us. Uh, this episode was his idea, so shout out to you, good sir. And oh, you're putting it all on me. All on you. Yeah, yeah so if it's terrible, you get yeah. to blame. And Americans love to blame, blame England for reasons mm-hmm. unknown, so... <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, that works. What's your name today? Spencer. It's got to be Halloween theme. Spencer, the Bristol Banshee Church. Oh, yeah. Is Bristol a, a state or a country or... That's a that's a city yeah. in England. City over here, yeah. There yeah. we go. Uh, I like how I tied it, that It works. It works. Work. And a banshee is a mythical beast, yeah. so there we go. Uh, today's episode is going to be dark. Uh, Aren't they all? Yeah. Especially the one where it's just all surge content. That's good. That's going to be bad. Today, this is brought to you by Lit Reactor. The author is Joshua Chaplinsky. This is from 2012, so shout out to you, Mr. Chaplinsky, or blame on you if your article is terrible. Passing Strange, 15 of the most bizarre author deaths on record. Now, before we start, you said what gave you this idea is you just had a couple bizarre deaths that came to the top of your head. Did you, or rather, were any of those not on this list? Uh, yeah, um, I think two of them are not on this list. One of them's pretty quick, and you might know it because it does get um, attributed to a few people. There's a philosopher called Chrysippus. 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 And Chrysippus. It sounds like a Bond villain. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, Chrysippus. Chrysippus. Okay. I'm trying to imagine what Chrysippus's lair would be. Just... <laughs> A sort of a cat on a cross. <laughs> you fly in through its mouth or its stigmata. I don't know. See, we think um, of different things. He thinks of Christ. I think of a weird houseboat with like pink frills and lots of cats running around. At least we got the cat part somewhere. <laughs> Either way, there's cats. Um, yeah, he. Uh, uh, the story goes anyway that he died laughing after he got his donkey drunk and he was trying to, he was watching it trying to eat figs. And uh, it made him laugh so much, he, he just died. I've actually heard of that death. Yeah. That was one, again, not yeah. on this list, but I, I, I didn't remember the name Christopus for some reason. Yeah, how dare you? But I did remember that <laughs> death because that's a very bizarre one of, why why would... It's we... it's Chrysippus, just, just, just Chris, for clarification, Chris? not like Christopus. I like Christopus better. Christopus definitely teaches at Eton somewhere. <laughs> For all my days, burned into my mind will be Christopus. So even if I read the work of Christopus, that's that's what the yeah. name. You need a way to work that into a story. Christopus? Yeah. I'll get right on that. Uh, well, well December's second? on the way. It's nearly Christopus time. Christop- yeah. <laughs> Twelve Nights of Christopus. If you can't write a flash fiction about that. Yeah, and I have no business behind that. Twelve Nights of Christopus is the erotic <laughs> novel. 2020 needs. I think so. Uh, what was the other one that you had? Okay, I'm gonna have to grab a book. Um, okay. This is, this is I'm going going hardware. That's a giant book. So this right. one's more relevant because it's uh, it's a Scottish guy. A Scotsman called called Robert Henryson. And uh, you turned robotic. What was his name again? Uh, he's called Robert Henryson. Henderson. Henryson, and he's Henderson. from. <laughs> 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 he's gonna end the episode now. <laughs> Christopher and Hendrickson, <laughs> partners in crime. Uh, Robert Henderson. He um, he was alive in the 15th century, 
And someone called Kiniston, this is from a book called Lives of the Poets, someone called Kiniston records the only anecdote we have of the poet. Being very old, he died of a diarrhoea or a flux, to which he appends this merry or unsavoury tale. When the physician despaired of his cure, an old witch came to his bedside and asked Henryson if he would be made better. She indicated a wiki tree in his orchard, which I think is some kind of oak. Yeah. And said, um, go and walk around it three times, repeating the words, wiki tree, wiki tree, take away this flux from me. Henryson, two weeks ago so far, pointed at an oak table in his room and asked, good dame, I pray you tell me if it would not be as well if I repeated thrice these words. Oaken bird, oaken bird, give me please a solid turd. <laughs> um, after which the hag departed in a rage and less than a quarter of an hour later, Henriston was dead. <laughs> you know what? If I was going to die and I could at least have that little bit of wit in my yeah. life, I think that would, that would be appropriate. I would it, accept that. It, yeah. it makes me feel better that people back then that far back still yeah. had like dirty humor. <laughs> well, somebody had to create it. That's sad though. He never got that solid turd. No, that's a shame. So some people might suggest that it came post mortem. Mm. It's off in the way. Lovely. Well, to kick off this list properly without the solid, turd, actually, there might be some of those on here. Fun fact: a lot of U.S. presidents also died of not solid turds. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Which ones? Uh, trying to think. Uh. Off the top of my head, I don't remember. Um, probably the old, older ones, probably. Yeah, they're all. I think the latest was in the nineteen early early twentieth century. I don't. I think Taft was. Just Be wild bad. if it's like the twenty first century one shot themselves to death. I mean, there's some I could think where I wouldn't mind. Yeah, yeah. at least one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hold on, that actually requires me to do some search. Who died in office? That would be the ending to twenty twenty. We all need. Yeah. <laughs> just flush it all down. Just yeah, yeah, literally just flush it all down. Uh, ooh, th- well that's sad. The once great Thomas Jefferson appears to have died of amoeb- amoebic dysentery. So I knew there were some big ones. There's some heavy hitters on here. Also James Moreau, Andrew Jackson. Some heavy that, I knew James uh, Andrew Jackson. That that wasn't a nobody missed him too much. Mm. But yeah, Thomas Jefferson and James Moreau. That was a little. Get some founding father action there. I feel like back then mm. that was probably ninety percent of the deaths. Oh like yeah, because you couldn't drink water; you just had to be drunk all the time. <laughs> Going back to the article, the first one on our list who did not die of the poops, but he did die very strangely was Mister Edgar Allan Poe. He died in eighteen forty nine. The only thing more mysterious than Poe's stories were the circum- circumstances of his untimely death. Details are sketchy at best, but what we do know is he was found wandering the streets of Maryland like Grandpa off his meds and taken to the hospital by some dude named Joseph W. Walker. And there's a lot of myths surrounding this, so you'd have to take these accounts very lightly. What the prevailing theories are of Poe's death, one, rabies. Uh, They found him on a park bench wearing someone else's clothes. Second, which was, I forget the man's name, but his arch rival in, which would go with your literary feuds that you were talking about, author feuds. Um, he had a mm. literary rival who wrote his obituary, which I found was very, mm. very dishonest. He claims that Poe died of alcoholism, which wasn't true because apparently this was a sober period of Poe's life. And the third theory, which I think is the most accurate, was he was drugged and forced to do uh, voter fraud. Because back then they would rough you up, change your clothes, and make you keep voting over and over again. And 
it, that would be a very sad way for one of America's literary greats to go, but that does seem to be... That's better than rabies still. Yeah. Yeah. The the drunken bout, I think, would be uh, the best. But what are you going to do? Also, I believe... It would have just been a good career move as well for, yeah. for a writer of spooky stuff. Like, I'm, I'm going to leave him thinking. <laughs> uh, tuberculosis was another one they thought might have gotten him, but... Back then, you could just die, and people just made up stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's a simpler time. By the way, that was called cooping when you uh, did the whole voter fraud thing. Oh. Yeah. But they would dress you... So what's that, sorry? They they would, like, get you, drug you up, and get you to vote multiple times? Yeah, they would uh, get you drugged up or drunked up or both, and then they would probably rough you up and get you to vote for their candidate, and then they would uh, mm. change your clothes, often clothes from corpses, because why not dig up some graves while you're at it because um, apparently clothes were expensive back then and they would keep redressing yeah. you which would explain why he was so bizarrely dressed when they found his body and they would get you to vote multiple times if these people can't tell it's Edgar Allan Poe in a dress surely they wouldn't <laughs> be able to tell if you just used the corpse <laughs> I would think I guess back then too they didn't have the fake mustache yeah. you could just put on Apparently, it was just easier to grab a stranger off the street, rough him up, f- feed him booze and drugs and opium and whatever else, and then uh, <laughs> put him in a dress. Uh, this one I uh, I didn't look into before, but Tennessee Williams, which is still on my list to read. I haven't read any Tennessee Williams yet. He was a, a play guy, I believe, like Streetcar Named Desire and things like that. Yeah, he's a playwright. Mm-hmm. There's a fantastic biography of him called... Um... I think it's a quote, a line from one of these plays. It's called Mad Pilgrimage of the Flesh. It's a huge biography, but it's written by a guy I think is called John Lair. I might have got the first name wrong, but he is the son, I think, of the Cowardly Lion in The Wizard of Oz. Interesting. It's a weird little trivia for you. There we go. Um, But the biography is great. I get the impression that the English enjoy plays way more than Americans do. Mm. Is that still... Really, I thought Americans loved it. Theater. Well, like Broadway and stuff like that, but I think that's mm. just more of like a... That's a very niche subculture yeah. here. Um, outside of New York, if you were to say I'm going to the play, people I don't think would be into it too much. Like they, I don't know. I've only seen a handful of plays in my life. And one of those was the Evil Dead play, so yeah. I don't know if you yeah, really right. count that, the musical. <laughs> it was great, though. It was. There was so much blood. So Tennessee Williams, he died in 1983. The Pulitzer Prize-winning mm. author of A Streetcar Named Desire was also a Pulitzer Prize-winning substance abuser. Mm. I feel like we're going to get a lot of that on this list. I don't know if Jack Kerouac's on here. I didn't really read through this because that would require me to read. They really put, he's a Pulitzer Prize-winning heroin user. Yes, because that's apparently <laughs> how, and I'm going to go ahead and say his name, Mr. Joshua Chaplinsky felt the... Uh, <laughs> the life of Tennessee Williams needs to be portrayed as a Well, Mr. Chaplinsky is going to get a Pulitzer all of his own. <laughs> Somehow, he managed to live until the ripe old age of 71. So not only is he saying the man's a substance abuser, he's also saying that he should have died a lot younger because of his abuse <laughs> being so extreme. That's kind of yeah. rude. That, that I wonder if this guy was involved with the... Maybe he's related to the guy who wrote Poe's obituary. But Tennessee Williams ended up choking to death on the cap of a bottle of eye drops. And these were eye drops he used all the time. I guess it's true what they say. It's always the ones closest to you. How would you... Hmm. <laughs> How big is a, a eye drop cap? Like, 
tiny, right? Whoa, what about that? Yeah, I know. Yeah, you think it's real tiny. Do you think after that he died, they put the little hole in it, like the Lego head, so you don't choke to death? Maybe. Do you think, like, what, like, how was it he was just, like, going to drop it and it just slipped out of his hand into his throat? <laughs> his agaped mouth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was drinking while he was doing it and it slipped on into the beverage. Uh, I, I don't I don't know how that would happen. That's they, they picked a weird picture to use for this. Yeah, he's very muscular and shirtless in that picture. I... I'm questioning the author's choices of this article. What also looks too like he's just nude there because the he he is he is nude. <laughs> Very regal looking, but he is he is nude. I don't. Do you think Chaplinsky wants us to think he was biting down on the bottle cap as he injected heroin? Maybe. Ooh, that's a really stupid <laughs> thing to chomp down on. It would be so small. I feel like this. Uh... This this fella just didn't like Tennessee Williams, maybe. Well, let's see if the other mm. authors... It's even more insulting when he said he even managed to make it to 71. Yeah. He died choking. Yeah. As if, like... Should have overdosed 50 times over. He should have had the choking accident much younger than that. Very harsh. I haven't read Tennessee Williams' work yet, but uh, I'm going to look at him in a different life now. light now. But when you guys vote for any kind of election, do you get constant mm. text me- message abuse... From different voting organizations demanding that you vote because I I get I've been getting them nonstop yeah. and it's it's yeah. very annoying. No, our system sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, we we not from organizations. You, you get vote reminders, but not not party ones. Hi, Caleb. This is Zach with People's Action. Reply stop to hop out. At least at least they get your name right. I get mine to like different people. So like they, I don't know if the number is just messed up with somebody, but like I just get it with people that's not even me. And you know what? Which doesn't make sense. It's always I mean it kind of makes sense because I registered as a Democrat, but it's always for you know the Democratic vote, but obviously if I registered and got a mail-in ballot, I was going to vote. So yeah. why are you sending me this? This is worse than the guys at uh, Anytime Fitness who just <laughs> harass me constantly about sign up, join the gym, just because I inquired one time three years ago. Come on, pull the trigger. <laughs> Come on, we'll give you a deal. Dollar sign up. No, you fucked. I don't want to. I want to eat cake and pie. Next <laughs> up on the list, Albert Camus. 1913 to 1960. Most armed. Camus. Hate to do that. Camus. 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 See, I was going to think of Camus, but I'm not even close on either aspect. Camus. If it's Camus, we have to say um, Christopoo as well. Christopoo. Christopus. It's always going to be Christopus. It'll never be Christopus and Camus. I'm saying Christopus with two S's. And that's a hard line I will not cross. <laughs> so Albert Camus, most armchair scholars know that Camus died in a car crash at the tender age of 46. But what a lot of people don't know is that said car crash was caused by the KGB. So he apparently has mm. uh, more affection for Mr. Camus than he did Tennessee Williams. KGB, well, we have to find out more about that. Camus and his family were set to travel from province to Paris via train, but Camus' publisher and friend, Michael Gallimard, wanted a little QT and convinced the author to drive back with him instead. At some point, Gallimard lost the battle for control of the car to an icy road and plowed headfirst into a tree. Camus was killed instantly, his unused train ticket still in his pocket. An unfinished manuscript, The First Man, was found in the wreckage and post... Well, where's the, where's the KGB bit? So the... Icy Road was in league with the Soviets. 
That's what that's what I'm trying to. So a newspaper reported that the KGB had him snuffed out for talking out of school. Some Italian poet hurt. Why does he have I Italian as a? Wow, he does. Anyway, so some I Italian poet heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend that the sensitive Soviets didn't take kindly to Camus' bad mouthing of communism. Uh, so that's just a theory. So I don't know why that would make this list because I don't see the KGB going to the lengths of causing the weather patterns to change to make the road icy to snuff him out. That seems a little extravagant. How would you pronounce this name, Ash? Ashilus? Ashilus. Eschilus. <laughs> Ashkelos is fine, though, for today. I, uh... More of a Roman pronunciation fan myself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so this feller from, uh... He died in 455 BC. He, uh... This is a good one. You know what? I'll let you read this one if you'd like, because... There's lots (laughs) of eagle action here, and I know you love you some eagle action. So, he, uh... To, to get on board with this one, you have to accept the fact that um, eagles like to uh, kill tortoises by grabbing them and then dropping them on a rock from a great height. Very and the punchline with the death of Aeschylus is that an eagle had done just that, spotted the big bolt heads of Aeschylus <laughs> and, and, uh, and <laughs> dropped the tortoise on him, which killed him. I think one thing we should say with uh, Aeschylus and Christopher, as he will now have to be known. Um, I think the uh, philosopher industry or, or gang or um, club was pretty bitchy and people like to come up with great stories of how these these former great men died to make them seem a bit more ridiculous than they were. But I kind of hope that one's true because it's so outrageous i would have to ask how big was this eagle that lifted aeschylus off the ground and dropped him no 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 he dropped a tortoise on aeschylus oh he dropped oh because he thought his head was the rock okay that makes that makes a lot more sense because i was picturing a small greek man flying through the air going hey that would be interesting i was reading this next one um (laughs) poor aeschylus so yeah he thought he was a rock and dropped a tortoise on him it was unfortunate that tortoise did not land Belly side down. I don't think that would have helped much. Tortoises are pretty pretty large. Uh, again, there mm. had to be a large eagle to pick up a tortoise, I would imagine. But, you know, if you drop a coin off the Empire State Building, it's it's lethal. I mean, imagine if you dropped a whole tortoise. I don't know the uh, physics of wind resistance on a tortoise, but I would imagine it would probably kill you. Yeah. Or at least crush your head. I think it would be fatal. Yeah, unless you were wearing a King Arthur helmet. Then you might have been just dented. Or be like a monster. Or another Python. tortoise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next up is Christopher Marlowe, who has the most smug-looking face. Nah, I guess I wouldn't say it's smug, but I, I want to punch it <laughs> in his picture. He died in 1593. Despite dressing like a more foppish version of Shakespeare, this 16th century poet playwright was kind of a badass. After a long day of drinking and probably a beer pong tournament or seven, I don't like this author, by the way, <laughs> he got into an argument with one of his frat buddies over a bar tab. So, like any civilized gentleman of letters, they resorted to childish name-calling. When that didn't solve the problem, the two began to tussle, which ended with Marlowe's buddy stabbing Marlowe in the face. I mean, I've had some arguments over bills and maybe... Okay, I don't care about your commentary, buddy. So he got stabbed in the face. <laughs> which I would Pretty imagine... Cool. Probably the... felt good for the guy doing the stabbing. 
fuck that face. Which, yeah, I'm just saying, like, I, just looking at that guy's face, I could kind of see why you'd want to go for it. It's a good stabbing face. It is a good stabbing face. And in 16th century, even a cut to the face could be oh, fatal. Oh, yeah. You'd just instantly get infected and you would get the plague and die, I'd imagine. He probably already had some kind of disease at the time. Oh, no. How did Dante die? Dante, 1321. By the way, before we continue, how many author deaths have you studied in your time? Because I, I don't think I've paid attention to too many. No. Study. I, I knew Marlowe's. Uh, there's a book about that, actually, because he, he was a, a rival of Shakespeare's, and Shakespeare idolized him, and there's, there's a, some of his early plays look suspiciously like Marlowe's. Marlowe was doing it all before him, and then he got killed. But I don't know how, how many deaths I would say I've studied of authors. Um, he just sits in a darkened yeah. room with candles lit, yeah. reading over How did this says. one die? <laughs> yeah, a bit like when you open not... a Wikipedia page and you just scroll to Scandal's death. Yeah. Oh, well, he pooped himself again. That's why the paparazzi yeah. and those uh, shitty tabloids are so popular over there, because they just love seeing how people die for some reason. Yeah. Um, so Dante, Dante died of what was considered natural causes back in 1321? Malaria. It's not very outrageous. Uh, nothing out of the ordinary there. It was after his death that shit got cray cray. Oh, well, this was, 20- <laughs> remember, this is 2012, this article was written. Uh, but even back then, that made me yeah. have the exact same reaction. Cray cray was unforgivable in 2012. It's still, un- it was, it's never forgivable. Um, no. If St- Steinbeck said it in King Arthur, I would have threw the book across. I would have actually bought the physical copy of the book just <laughs> so I could throw it, throw it across the room. His body was buried in Ravenna, but then his hometown of Florence, which had excommunicated him and sentenced him to death, should he ever return, was all like, that corpse belongs to us. So to prevent the Florentines from digging up and absconding with Dante's remains, church officials instituted a preemptive exhumation, bricked the corpse up in a wall, and promptly forgot about it. And that lasted for 500 years until uh, the church dug up his bones again. And the bones were stolen, of course, because back then bone stealing was, you know, a a huge industry, apparently. Also, the mummy industry where they would have mummy parties, which is very gross, where they would unwrap the mummies was also very, very popular. That had to smell terrible. I think they, I might be incorrect, but I could remember reading something about uh, at the time, they would like make tea out of the mummy wrap or something. Oh, Very disgusting. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So his bones got passed down gener- generation to generation. I mean, I feel like it's still not as bad as uh, Rasputin. I think his, his <laughs> was much worse. Yeah. I think he got it worse than this guy. Next up, who has a very devilish Michael Keaton appearance, Dan Anderson. He died in 1920, and he just looks like he should have been writing detective fiction. Yeah, right. Just from his appearance. Um, you New Yorkers think bed bugs are a problem now. Try living in Stockholm in 1920s. Back then, it wasn't all bug sniffing puppies and harmless. Fuck is that cryonizations? They fumigated that shit with lethal doses of cyanide. So next time you want to complain because housekeeping didn't leave you fresh towels, remember poor Dan Anderson, the Swedish poet who perished because the front desk forgot to inform him that they were going to turn his room into a gas chamber. That is awful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's terrible. That would be awful. Like, Why wouldn't they check? Just if you... Hey, hey we're just going to be putting poisonous gas and pumping through the walls here. Don't worry. Like, how do they... Was he in bed? So they, like, fumigated his room. Yeah. And they didn't notice that he was in the building? 
Do you think the pest guy was like, yeah, we do everything, ants, novelists? Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, he was a poet, so maybe his poetry wasn't that good, and they, they considered yeah. it a, uh, wait a minute, that, that's just, I don't understand how that would happen. I mean, that place has got to get a terrible Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> this hotel may cause death, but don't stay here. I mean, breakfast was fine. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, would you rather have bed bugs or or be poisoned to death. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think the bed bugs would be the way to go. Though once you get them, it's hard to get them out. Yeah. I heard they make you want to die. Uh, next up, Sherwood Anderson. He died in 1941. No relation to Dan. This is another one. That's what I was thinking. Dan Anderson. No relation to Dan. This is another one for the. I would have never heard of him if it weren't for his bizarre death files. Supposedly, this guy influenced such greats as Hemingway, Faulkner, Salinger, and Fitzgerald. But all he's really remembered for is dying of peritonitis of the colon after swallowing a toothpick. Oof. Um, again, another shit's on Tennessee Williams again. I bet he and Tennessee Williams had a good laugh over that in Writer's Heaven. Come well, on, man. Just get, let go. Well, at least he didn't go with like, Writer's Hell or anything. Like, <laughs> at least let him go to heaven. Stupid death hell. <laughs> uh, toothpick would be awful. That would, that would hurt. The cap wouldn't be as bad, but the toothpick. Well, he swallowed. Did you say perforation of the colon? Yes. Or something. So per- the, sorry, the toothpick got all the way to the colon. Yeah. Peritonitis. That's... So, yeah, he yeah. swallowed it and it poked a hole in his colon. Cool. How did it make Jesus it that far? Christ. Yeah. How did it make it that far? Yeah. Also, if you swallow, I mean, I don't know what you'd do back then, but, you know, 1920, but if you swallow a whole toothpick, I, I'd probably go to the doctor or something. <laughs> like, hey, is there a way to get this out? Yeah, I'd have thought you'd have been in trouble before it got to the colon. I think you would notice that there was an issue. Usually it's the yeah. appendix that you get problems with, but uh, the colon... You think you would have got it broken down pretty good there, you know? I don't know the digestibility of wood. And I imagine toothpicks back then were very pointy. What if it was a plastic toothpick? Or a metal toothpick? One of those ones that have, like, the floss at the end? Mm-hmm. He was just using the whole dining <laughs> knife as a toothpick. Uh, <laughs> next up, Julian Offre de la Metri. No, I didn't pronounce that right. 1751. <laughs> He's looking happy. <laughs> Look at this guy's face. Don't you just want to punch him? Uh, a little bit. I think it's the hat more than the <laughs> yeah. face. Still not as worse as the other guy who gets stabbed in the face. That's why this one only probably got punched in the face. So this guy who was a philosopher and a physician and, uh... Celebrator of sensual pleasures, hedonist. How did how did he die here? Guess we gotta speed this episode up. We're thirty minutes in already. He uh, ingested copious amounts of pate de faisan or truffles. So he ate a bunch of truffles. Is that what happened? He wa- he was washing his dick in the sink and then pate dropped- and truffles. He was washing his dick in the sink and then dropped dead from indigestion. Well, that sucks. But I mean, if you're gonna eat something, at least they were delicious truffles, right? Yeah, yes. The truffles. That's the Frenchest death ever. That is pretty French. Uh, I don't want to... Our French listeners, we have many. I think six now. So I don't want to offend them. They're very easily offended. <laughs> yeah. Also, they're all from Canada, not France. Oh, next up we got... They'll Brand- love their pheasant pate, though. Uh, and their dick washing. The dick washing, that's... Uh, why Why in the sink, man? Well, that guy looks like he would wash his dick in the sink. I mean, <laughs> yeah. see that, that hat and the face and... Uh, End of every meal, no matter whose house he was at. Using the community hand soap. He's just in the kitchen during breakfast, washing his dick in the sink. 
Sata Taliwaka. Francis Bacon died in 1626. Esteemed philosopher and author, Francis Bacon had a delicious name. Oh, this guy. With the buns. I don't like him. I don't like This guy's him. one of life's observers. He really <laughs> is. He is a, a tactician of the written word. I'll give him that. So technically, Francis Bacon died of pneumonia, but, and there is a but here, Bacon got it into his head that if you stuffed a pheasant full of snow, it would help preserve the meat. So he procured a winged beast, had it cleaned, and proceeded to prance around in the whiteness like a kid off of school. How do you know he pr- pranced around? Was this written that he was prancing around? I don't think he was prancing Weird that that's the second pheasant death. Yeah. Yeah. So he was, he was dead from eating... Uh, a filthy pheasant, I would imagine, because he stuffed it with snow mm. and thought it would preserve it. Or did he have prance mania and pranced himself to death? That's with that outfit. That's what uh, that would be the preferred. He does look way, like yeah. a prancer in that outfit. He definitely looks like a prancer. Gustav Kobe, nineteen eighteen, was his death. Nobody likes a critic, especially an opera critic. And let's fi- ooh, an opera critic. Could you imagine? The smug is a smug. The ultimate smugness. <laughs> the pretension of being an opera critic. I've never read anyone critical of opera because I'd never heard of anyone who cared enough. <laughs> is opera big over in England? It's niche. I think it's probably, it's, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know anyone sort of uh, our age <laughs> that goes to opera. <laughs> I don't think. So I'm going to go ahead and say you're not familiar with the current opera critique scene. I don't know many opera critics, no. By which I mean I know none. That's a shame. I think that's where our next. But I think he, I think he's been a bit harsh. I mean, when he says nobody likes a critic, especially an opera critic, I would argue, who, who knows an opera critic? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, I wasn't going to read this one, but after skimming through, I think I have to. So, maybe back in the day you could afford a sweet sailing vessel on a music journalist's salary. But not in these economic times. Now that every Johnny Hunt and Peck can... God damn this guy. I'm just going to skip to the death. And maybe it's for the best. You wouldn't want to get squashed by a seaplane while you were pulling around the waterways of Strong Island like our dear Gustav did. An errant aircraft landed right on top of him while he was sunbathing in the nude. Well, of course he was nude, I mean... So that that would be unfortunate. And the pilot also... I mean, that's one thing I do know about opera critics, is that they are always nude. Always. I yeah. mean, that's what the, the nude beach is. is mostly opera critics, right? That's what makes always. up the... the and the, the one poor lady who didn't know that it was a nude beach. <laughs> that's that's always uh, what happens. At least around here. <laughs> that's why they always have a nude nude box at the opera. Yeah. <laughs> with with those, little, those little glasses. Yeah. Uh, so, Mr. Gustav... Was smashed to death. And he had the sweetest facial hair, by the way. Oh, yeah. I wish I could do a mustache like if that. If I could picture an opera critic, it would be that guy. Ooh. <laughs> this is going to be rough. Li Bai, a.k.a. Li Po, he died in 762. Considered one of the great Chinese poets of the appropriately titled Tang Dynasty. Why is that appropriately titled? I don't know. Li Bai was notorious for loving wine, women, and song. So much so, in fact, that tradition dictates he drowned while drunkenly trying to embrace the moon's reflection in the water, which is a nicer way of saying he tried to fuck it. So, he he was so poetic that he wanted to sex that glowing orb in the sky himself. (laughs) That is beautiful. I, I can't imagine a more poetic way to die than trying to fuck a reflection of the moon. How, who, why nobody stop him? 
Because somebody had to witness this, right? And in 762, I don't... Like, how deep is that water? How embarrassing is your death that they write about it <laughs> for thousands of years? Well, he was drunk. He 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 must have been very drunk if he thought the moon was attractive. Because like yeah, because he died at. How deep is that water, and, and how much friction does it have? I... <laughs> oh man, maybe uh, maybe what he was uh, he was just being lazy and wanted the moon to be on top is what it was. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that gives a new meaning to getting wet. That's, that, that, was, that's that was terrible. I did, again though with somebody watching him they weren't yeah. hey hey maybe maybe don't do that and no somebody was like let him finish let him finish so somebody was sitting there and he was going on about how beautiful the moon was and then he gets aroused and decides that he has to get up take his clothes off and go romance the moon something proper mm-hmm. which the person sitting there was like that's a normal thing to do oh no I don't want to read this one Mark Twain, he died in 1910. I don't know how Mark Twain died, so this will be new to me. The crazy thing about Mark Twain's death is that he predicted it. The most notorious N-bomb dropper this side of Michael Richards was... Oh, God, again, dated. Uh, nobody talks about Michael Richards anymore. Oh, yeah, I do know how, how he died. It wasn't the death that was weird. It was that he was born during Haley's Comet, and he predicted that he would die 75 years later when mm. Haley's Comet returned, and he did. Mm. So not so much uh, bizarre as... You know, just like the same year or like when it actually happened. Uh, let's see if it was the exact date. Well, it has to be the exact st- like the exact time, I would imagine. Uh, he said, quote, I came with Haley's Comet in 1835. It is coming again next year and I expect to go out with it. It will be the greatest disappointment of my life if I don't go out with Haley's Comet. The Almighty has said, no doubt. And sure enough, the day it was closest to Earth, he passed away. And then the last entry on this list, this is a bizarre one. Jesus H. Christ. What does the H stand for? Holy? Holy. I think it's Herbert. (laughs) I would think... I don't know. Herbert sounds most appropriate. (laughs) I'm going to go with Herbert. Jesus Herbert Christ. Uh, According to Wikipedia... Okay, that's just an estimate of his death. Uh, They say around 30 to 36 AD. Obviously, it would be AD. Along with his father, dude, Holy Ghost wrote what? We, oh God damn it! So we all know the story of Jesus's death. I don't know why that would fall under the bizarre category so much as his supposed resurrection. And also, I don't remember Jesus writing the Bible. I think no. he was just featured in it a lot. Yeah. So I don't know why he's on the author list. Weird way to end that. I forget that guy's name. I'm gonna say Japlisky. <laughs> Yeah, he seems to be under the impression that Jesus wrote the Bible. Chapless. Yeah. Yeah. And let's see what these comments. Just the very first comment, because I know people would take that entry very seriously. Sorry to rain on your parade, but the Bible is composed of rather a lot of books. <laughs> books written by this one sentence, by the way. Books written by several different authors, not several several different different authors, sorry. Not a single one of whom was Jesus. Herbert Christ. Yeah, that was an interesting list. Yeah. Um, the face-stabbing one I think I enjoyed the most because that guy looked like someone yeah. who probably deserved a face-stabbing. No, I, my favorite of the author deaths was clearly the guy who... Toothpick? No, no, Toothpick, come on, man. The man who made sweet, sweet sensual oh, love to the moon. Yeah. He saw it. Mm. Was it a full moon, though, is yeah. my question. Or did he, like, did he like, is he kinky <laughs> like that crescent moon? I like the half moon. 
I do like maybe it's like a fatal attraction thing. The moon actually like strangled him with her thighs. <laughs> See, I thought she was always a little cottage cheesy, you know, very dimply. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of Not at night. Yeah. <laughs> a little dust, <laughs> a little dusty too, kind of dry. Yeah. But he uh I like your theory of him wanting her to be on top. <laughs> yeah. I think that was yeah. I think that's how that ended. <laughs> There's so many questions. I want to write a book about that now. Um, anyway, if you folks enjoyed this episode and want something completely different, you can read the Air Read This podcast, who much more sophisticated than us. Um, also, if you want to read... When is this episode dropping? Tuesday. Yes. So we still have horror stories that you can check out on DrunkPenWriting.com. You can follow us on Twitter at DrunkPenWriting. Instagram and Facebook that we sometimes get on at Drunk Pen Writing. And uh, Spencer, he's still doing the, the, the butt stuff on the internet. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got to get the secret address for that one. We'll, we'll, we'll post the a fan link. Is post a link in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, the fans only. Do a lot of butt stuff. <laughs> All butt stuff. That's where the money's at these yeah. days. Literary podcasts and butt stuff. <laughs> they go together like a, like a toothpick and uh Gustav. Was it Gustav that died yeah. of the toothpick? That was a Gustav. <laughs> Gustav. I don't no, know. Uh, it was an Anderson. Anderson. It was the one that didn't get stabbed in the face. <laughs> All I can think of was that guy's disdain for Tennessee Williams. I don't understand what Tennessee Williams did to that man. Maybe in one I think of- I think my favorite's the fumigating one. I just thought it was so yeah. weird. How? I don't understand. And then also, how strong was that fumigate? Was he sleeping? Maybe that would explain yeah. it, because if he was awake, I'd be like, oh, there's some smoke coming in here. Or did he, I don't know, mm. if he just felt that out, oh, he'd sleep through it. That's just normal. Yeah, so that yeah I'm sure that's just normal green gas. <laughs> <laughs> smells a little in this room, but it'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, I think we stayed in some worse hotels, though, so. I mean, we didn't die, but kind of. Remember what, what? A little what, bit on the inside. Oh, that wasn't you and me. That, that was when I went to Virginia recently. I still stayed in the stinkiest hotel. Because it was because of the coronavirus, they used so much like disinfectant or something. But it was also a cheap place, yeah. So I think they just used like mustard gas or something to clean the room. It was awful. I couldn't breathe. 